The following program is produced and powered by straightradio.com. Hip-hop is consists of a few, few elements. You got the rap, DJs, the B-boys, the style of dress, and graffiti. It's Soul Sonic Biggs with Let's Talk Hip-Hop, the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Soul Sonic Biggs Let's Talk Hip Hop, the podcast. We will be discussing part two on what exactly is hip hop, along with the wine of the week with the, my man TK. Yo, 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 what's going on, peoples? What's going on? And I got my brother Sally R-O-C-K in the city, working <laughs> on your body, <laughs> Mr. Biggs. Ooh, ooh, oobly, ooh, what's going on, my brother? And I'll be making, reaching out to uh, a special guest to get his views on uh, what exactly is hip-hop. Who's that? Who's that? And I'm not going to tell you, man. I'm not going to tell you. All right. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. You know, I might need to tell you. You know who we got? Who we got? Brother Red Alert. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, my man. The coolest legend. Cool DJ Red (laughs) Alert. If you guys don't know who Cool DJ Red Alert is, one of the pioneers of early hip-hop radio. We talking about when hip-hop wasn't even on the radio in the early 80s. And Cool DJ Red Alert, I mean, producing Jazzy Sensation, one of the first early hip-hop rap records, rap hits. And uh, we're going to have Cool DJ Red Alert in the studio with us talking about what is hip-hop. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. And by the way, man, this this podcast was brought to you by Mr. Biggs Wines, along with Mr. Biggs and Son Distribution. Yeah, Charlie, um, we left off last week talking about hip hop and a lot of things we going down and we get a lot of stuff on on the uh internet. Yeah. Cats talking about these different years and this, that, and the other. I listen, man. That 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 discussion you were talking about, what blew me away is the cat that tried to say he was rapping with the Cold Crush brothers in nineteen seventy one. And I'm like, my man. My man, come on now. Now, I got to tell you, I think that guy there, he might have a bit of a mental health issue. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he might be in his own little own little private Idaho, as they like to say. Because for those of you who are in the audience who are really not familiar with the beginnings and the origins of hip-hop, you need us. There were no MC crews prior to 1978. So when he came out with 1971, he said he was the Al Capone of the Mike Microphone and all this other. I mean, that, you know? I mean, Cold Crush is, them cats are like, cats might be our age. The mother cats probably a little younger. Yes. So you're talking about 11 years old, 10 years old. And, and this is the thing, man. This is the thing we're going we gonna to get cats on, like, stop. Yeah. We're not even going no further. I know everybody got a story. Yep. Everyone has a story. And we want to hear everybody's story. You know, that's the point of this podcast. Yes. Is to tell your story. But you can't piss on us and tell us it's rain. Man. Absolutely. That's some Absolutely. bullshit. We're not if having you, it. You know, if you're going to piss, at least tell me it's piss 
and then I might make a decision of whether I want to be peed on or not. But as a general rule, yeah, you, you got to stop that nonsense because we know who you are. We know who you're not. And we were there. So we know, and, and, and I can tell you without, with, with, with absolute certainty, none of us were there in 1971. It wasn't even existing. So, you know, yeah, I mean. 71, I was like 11 years old. And mind you, I want to ban by this first MCs. You know what I'm saying? So stop. Just yeah. stop. We're not, we not doing no. We're trying to deal with this 73 shit. We got a brother <laughs> that came out. He, uh, he talking about 72. And then you got my man, uh, What's the boy named uh, Curtis Blow talking about he was breakdancing in 72. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, man, shit, in 72, Cass was doing the bump or whatever they saw yeah. on Soul Train, and yeah. they might did a little James Brown stuff, but he did all that windmills. And, no, man, yeah. stop, man. And, stop. I, and I think that's an important piece, Mr. Biggs, because, you know, with Curtis, and that's my man, Curtis Blow, legendary Curtis Blow. Everybody knows these are the breaks. And, you know, one of the things that's important is that, and I think at some point we're going to definitely talk about that with the B-Boys, which is the really the... The, the earliest element, I always say we are the X factor. We are the thing that makes hip hop or the beginnings of it what it was. We're the foundation. Because without us, it's just another DJ. You know what I mean? It's just another DJ, but it's about us, what we were doing, the music we were doing it to. And I think it's really important to define that evolution of the B-Boy. Because I know when Curtis talks about breaking, he's in the early, early days when we talk about burning. And, you know, we got some of our crew that used to do that. Poochie Turner, Doc Poochie Turner. Right, right. And, and, and Ricky Clark and all of them. And it was more, you know, what they call breaking. And, and, I, and I have no problem with that, but it was the early style, the burning style. And what it, it, you know, it evolves. Like everything else, it evolves. There's an evolutionary process to it. And, you know, Curtis and them start doing their thing, the James Brown moves and, and sliding and spinning and, and, you know, the mush and all those kind of wonderful things. And then, no, we took it to the ground, Clark Kent, the, the legendary twins, used to be known as the nigger twins. But, um, you know, James Bond, some of those cats, they took it to the ground. And, and, and that's the modern version, the evolution of the modern version of the B-Boy, you know? And my thing is like, and it goes back to who started this and who, and to me, like when Bambada would play those break beats back to back, you know, extended the break beat, that let the cats go on the floor a little longer, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It, that that tread got a little heated, you know, because Curtis Blow he said something to Shaw Rock, and it was kind of, and, and, and my man Van Silk said it got really crazy. Yeah, I heard it got ugly. I heard it got kind of ugly. I heard it got kind of critical. And 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 I could see that because people want to make their point, like, and then another brother's like, uh, what difference does it make? You know, he was probably some new cat, and it makes a big difference, you know, because it's very important that we own what we started. You know, we got to put that claim on it before someone else do. When we not here, while we still here, because they change history quick. I mentioned that before. You know, our history always been battle battle and everybody's messing with our history. And this is one thing that they we're not gonna let them, you know, wreck. Man, we we built this. Absolutely. We built this, and it's very important that we get these years in order. Absolutely. You know, we have the whole group that like so and understand now. As one of the original Zulu kings, the 11 original Zulu kings, the five Zulu masters, those of us who danced against them and became Zulu kings, I tell a lot of these cats, it, we were Zulu kings, but it didn't start with us. It didn't start with us. And, you know, you get a lot of these people who come up with these crazy stories, man. Oh, my goodness. And, and, and you know, if you leave it to them, they will really try to erase us. 
completely. And I'll try to say things like, like, kind of like crazy legs. And I'm trying to say like, well, what they were doing wasn't what we were doing and everything. But what you were doing started with us. And that's the piece you need to know. It, you, you didn't just wake up. It's my man dancing Doug, Douglas Cologne, as he likes to say. And he's one of the old Herc B-Boys from way back in the burning days as well. And he likes to say, you didn't just wake up in the morning and start spinning on your head. Exactly. <laughs> you saw that somewhere else or you saw some version of it and then added to it and everything. But it begins with us. And you're right, Mr. Biggs. If people just allow any old person to come with any old story, we'll basically be totally erased from the history of this whole thing. Well, we actually started. And it's crazy because, as we know, Curtis Blow is over in China now and he's telling his story and he's saying... He think hip hop started in Harlem, you know, in '72. So now you think you got the whole China that's gonna think hip hop started, you know, and, and and that's the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the bullshit. Yeah, and and we have to be very clear, and we and I think we all give credit to to who we call the father of hip hop, DJ Cool Herc, and that's in the Bronx. And I understand Curtis is my man, and they were doing what they were doing in Manhattan. And we mentioned Chuck Center, and hopefully Red Alert when he comes on, he'll be able to tell us a little more about that because as you know, Red is from Harlem. He's originally a Harlem cat, although he hung out with us in the Bronx, and maybe he can you know illuminate us, share share a little bit of light on that whole thing with Chuck Center and what they were actually doing in Manhattan. So. I do not want to take credit away from what they were doing in Manhattan and they were doing their form of breaking or or their version of b-boying but it definitely was not what we were doing we brought it to a different level sure. I always like to say hip-hop starts from the ground up and that's my motto and it's when we started hitting the floor and spinning we came with a whole different thing Oh man, that was great, Charlie. I mean, we gonna get it right, man. We gonna get it right. Yeah, definitely gonna get it right. But man, you know, Charlie, I just gotta get something off my chest, man. What is it, Mister Biggs? That what brother, is it, man? It, it, it just it, it irks me, man. You know, we lost that brother last week. You know, coming about a week now, right? Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle, right? Yes. And a lot of people show people. He did a lot of stuff for the community. Yes, he did. Yeah, he probably put his work in when he was younger. He did what he had to do because that's that's what they did, you know what I'm saying. But he turned his life around and he he put a lot of work in the community. You know he got a lot of jobs for a lot of people. He started a lot of business. So a lot of people, you know, they're showing their condolences and and and, and respecting the family. But then you get on on internet and and you hear these people coming out like, yo, y'all didn't even know Nipsey. If, if you if he didn't get shot, you wouldn't even know him. You know, like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? You know, you're showing respect for this man. You know that this man did great things. So you're showing your respect for him. What not knowing him? I didn't know Nipsey until, like, last year I saw a report on him. I'm like, wow, that young brother's doing his thing. You know, he's putting his money where his mouth is. You know what I'm saying? They see him with a, a, a grip in his hand, and he's going, he's making deals. And the newscast is following him. You know what I'm saying? And for people just to say, you didn't know him, why are you showing him so much respect? Uh-uh-uh, he was a hood, he was that. This whole government is hoods. You know, this whole government, this whole country was found on bullshit from slavery on. Now, but this brother, he did more in his community than probably all the churches in that area. And just because you want to show him love and you didn't know him, you can't, you know, you can't show him that love, that respect, and respect his family. 
And then you got that other clown that disrespects his wife. The, the boy ain't even in the ground. I think they buried him today. God bless the dead. They buried him today, and he's talking about he's going to give his wife a year of crying, and then he's going to step to her. That, that uh, what's that boy's name? Uh, Kodak Black. Come on, you was a clown, my man. You was a clown. He disrespect that man. He, that man is love. Like, it's always, you know, my moms always say, if you can't say nice, something nice, keep your mouth shut. Now, you just brought all this heat on yourself. All the Crips is getting at you. They done put the green light on you, so you can't even go in LA. You know what I'm saying? Just because you want to run your mouth trying to prove something, you you can look at you and tell you're not a tough guy. Nothing about you say tough guy. This the other day, I think it was in um, North Carolina, South Carolina. Where's Raleigh? Raleigh's... North Carolina. He got jumped. He, he going to call himself jumping off the stage, and they whipped his little ass. And he's going to probably get his ass whipped several more times. <laughs> you know, and if he lucky, you know, I don't wish no nothing on nobody. But if he lucky, they don't murder his little ass because that's some bullshit. You just disrespect that man like that. And his wife. And his wife. And, and it's, a, it's a sad thing, man. It's, it's, it's a sad thing, man. It's really a sad thing. We'll be back with the special guest. My man, Red Alert. Peace and love, baby. All right, all right. We'll be right back with Soul Sonic Biggs and Let's Talk Hip Hop. I just wanted to let you know this podcast was brought to you by Mr. Biggs Wine. And I'm Mr. Biggs from the legendary group, the Soul Sonic Force. And I can honestly say I'm one of the true founders of this billion dollar industry called hip hop. Through it all, I have been very fortunate to travel the world, enjoy some finer things in life. During that time, I acquired a taste of fine wine. One day while I was relaxing, sipping on a nice glass of wine, I realized that I'm part of a new generation that just started appreciating the presence of fine wine. Yes, the early hip-hop generation is now enjoying fine wine. Millions of people throughout the world who grew up on hip-hop now enjoy the great taste of fine wine. That's that Mr. Big's wine. That when I came up with the idea to create the first wine of hip-hop, Mr. Big's wines, I started off with my wife's favorite, the Moscato. And now we have five flavors that you can choose from. Visit my website at mrbigswines.com to order your bottle today. Everybody in the street, in the street, get down to the fucking beat. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Yo, Charlie, man, you think they got that? We on part two? <laughs> What's going on? Mr. Biggs, ooh. Oh, man, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. What's happening? Uh, part two, man, part two. We, broke, we spoke about uh, on part one what exactly is hip-hop. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Now we on part two on what exactly is, you know, is hip-hop. Absolutely. We people say this, people say that. What is exactly hip-hop? Okay. I'm going to give my brother Red Alert a call. I want to hear his input. Okay, but before you do that, you know, you got to mention the wine, Mr. Big. You got to mention the wine. I like that wine. Don't you like that? Yeah, I've heard this about it. This podcast is brought by Mr. Big's Wines. And brought by Mr. Big's and Sons Distribution. All right, all right. I'm going to give my brother Red Alert a call, man. All right. Yo, Mr. We're going to call Red Alert right about now. You, you know what? 
You didn't even introduce my mellow TK. I had a brand new name for him too. You ready for it, TK? You ready for ready for it? I guess he's not ready for it. <laughs> well, I got the name for him. You know, you know what it is? TK the Connoisseur. You like that one, TK? You like that one? All right, all right. TK the Connoisseur gonna be part of the podcast. Red Alert, what's going on, baby? Hey, boss, what's the deal, man? Man, I can't complain, man. Welcome to the podcast, man. I got my man Charlie Rock with me. Oh, my man. There? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My man, the Emperor of Bums. Cool DJ you know? Red Alert. My man, Charlie Rock, man. What's good, y'all? Oh, uh, right, we're just having right. fun. You know, we're just having fun. Yo, I just got one question for you, uh, Red. Man, what's what's your take on hip hop? Like, what, describe hip hop in your own words. To me, hip hop is learning how to make something out of nothing. Mm. But the reason I say that, Biggs, because, you know, from the beginning, when you coming from scratch, when you didn't have much going on, you know, they closed down all the centers, they closed down all the after-school programs, you know, you just out in the street, you know, I remember in school, you used to have art class and all these other different programs, they cut all that out, but still people was idealistic or whatever they want to do. So, you know, if it's a music class and you don't have it no more, you're going to try to describe it how to want to articulate what you may want to do as far as singing, dancing, or, you know, where it came into the rhyming, where, you know, people did not have no place to learn how to play instruments, you know, that led for them to learn how to go ahead and become a DJ, you know, where even before, you know, the whole source came in the earlier part of the 70s, where, you know, people was learning how to be uh, creative with writing on the walls, you know, that became graffiti. So I always learned to me that, like, hip-hop is like learning how to make something out of nothing, you know, where it came to even the lifestyle, you want to party, but you couldn't party with the grown-ups because, you know, you had to be at a certain age, wear a certain attire and going downtown to the clubs, or, you know, you got to be whatever the agenda is. Now, you be up in your local neighborhood and become as you feel and do what you want. That's deep. That's that's the first time I heard it like that. I Abs- like that. Absolutely. I like that. Absolutely. Uh-huh. You know, my my girl Debbie. We had we had uh, MC Debbie D, hip hop matriarch Debbie D, on the um show last week. And uh-huh. when we asked her, Mr. Biggs asked her what was hip hop to her, and she said artistic freedom. And I think you really expounded on that. You really, you know, got gave an excellent definition of that 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 freedom, that rebellion that we wanted. You know, and that is a key um, statement that she said because it, it, it classified everything what I just said. I know it sounds, I'm, I'm happy to say that I broke it down, but her sound like it stands for everything or all what we just saying. So that's good. Okay. Right. That's what's up. That's right. what's up. That's what's up. So, so my man, Red Alert, Cool DJ, for those who don't know, all right, you're talking to the man, Cool DJ Red Alert, one of the legends and pioneers of hip hop DJs. And, uh, you know, that's a, Listen, how long, Red Alert? What, 40, 45 years, something like that? Oh, we go back you know? like car seats, That's man. right, that's right. <laughs> yo, yo, Red, I've got just one question. In your mind, when did hip-hop start for you? When do you think hip-hop started? Well, I'm going to tell you when I witnessed it for the very first time. My first time I witnessed it was 74. And why I say I witnessed it at that time, 74, because for the first time that me and my boys was leaving from, you know, I grew up in Colonial Projects right behind the pole grounds. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I went to Dewey Clinton High School. So I used to always be around these guys in the high school, and they used to always say, Herc, Herc, Herc. I said, who the hell is Herc? So we decided one night to go ahead, come up in the Bronx, and we went up to this spot 
that was called the Twilight Zone. That was right off of uh, Jerome Avenue, you know, around right 174 Street area. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. And, and when we was getting close to the area, it looked like condemned buildings. It looked like, you know, you about to become suspect. But then we started hearing some voices, like female voices and everything. He said, oh, this ain't bad with it. And then we kept on stepping on in. And that's when, you know, we saw we had to go upstairs. And then you pay at the door. It must have been about 3 or $5. I'm just exaggerating around that price. And we stepped in, it more looked like an apartment, but it was like one big room, and you know, everybody just being as they are. And I step all the way in, I see what's going on, and you didn't have to be dressed up. You ain't have to be um a, 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 a certain, you know, um, you have to have a certain aura about yourself according to what you got to be at other spots. You just being as you are, and listening to different sounds that you never heard before. That's what's up, man. Because I was um, I was on uh, Facebook with uh, Curtis Blow the other day, and he was uh, talking about uh, hip hop started in Harlem, and he was break dancing in '72. Like, come on, man! They they keep pushing this thing back, man. I'm like, really, really, '72. You know, I'm gonna tell you something because I'm keeping a thousand with you. Number one, I know I'm originally from Harlem. Now, even though I'm originally from Harlem, you know, my my. My my stage of what I was doing down here is far different from the norm, and I'm not even going to discuss that part. I'm just happy to be here to talk about it. But still, in all, I follow behind my boys that was going up to Dewey Clinton High School that was all boys. So now when I'm leaving going being up in the Bronx, I'm leaving the whole scene of Harlem. So as I'm leaving the whole scene of Harlem, and I'm talking about, I started going to Clinton up there around 71, 72 area. And when I was going up there, I was experiencing a whole big different thing compared to what was going on downtown. I already said, yo, I already know what it is back in Harlem. I'm up here in the Bronx. So right. when the people always trying to state about certain things started, I don't know where it started, but I know where I envisioned and experienced that, and I saw it in the Bronx. Okay. I'm in, I'm in. I want to add something over here, Red, and, and, and it deals with the Manhattan thing, Curtis Blow and everybody, and I know you know about it because you spoke on it. Um, tell them a little bit about Chuck Center over Chuck there in Harlem. Yes. Chuck Center, First Avenue between 116th and 115th Street. You know, it was a little center where, you know, um, uh, to me, I always considered it like B-Boy Heaven, you know, uh, a haven for B-Boys because, you know, you had to bring your A game in there to learn how to deal with whoever's in there and show your and show your footwork and show your skills. Now, I'm gonna tell you, I never knew who the DJ was, but you always recognized them beats when you heard them. And you know, you had a couple of chicks in there that you know moving around, looking a little fly and everything. But you know, still, we was even drinking then. You know, if you were drinking, you must have had like what, maybe a. a a, a regular or pink champagne, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 baby shams, you know? baby shams, but, absolutely. But, 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 you know, what I was witnessing and watching is everybody was great dancing. So, you know, I saw people coming from everywhere between parts of Harlem and, and up in the Bronx. And the reason that I'm asking really you about that, too, what uh-huh. year did you see that? And the reason I'm saying that is because yes. we have this whole thing about Harlem starting. And my experience, because I used to hang in Harlem, and mm-hmm. I never went to Chuck Center, but I sang in Harlem. And I remember the cats who were breaking or what the B-boys in Harlem, but their style was completely different from what we were doing. You know what I mean? They did more like uh-huh. the burning kind of thing. And me and Biz have talked about that before. 
they did the, more of the burning. And that's around 73 or what have you. But like 74 is when I see like Clark Cannon and the twins. And what we do, talking about being on the floor and spinning and everything like that. So right. I think a lot of that, you know, that differentiation in terms of they have, it's like they have their version of B-Boys. We have our version of B-Boys. But our version of B-Boys is the one that is basically the modern version of the B-Boy. Well, it's funny you say that, Charlie, because that's how I first got to acknowledge more about Chuck Sunday because by first going to a Kuhurka fair. Because, you know, when people start talking and they ask where you from, you say, from Harlem. Oh, so you be down there at Chuck Sunday. I say, well, where's Chuck Sunday? Now, <laughs> I ain't know much about Chuck Sunday because, you know, when I was going to the east side, by me playing ball, I used to play at the Corsi house or over there at Wagner houses, you know. But I never knew about Chuck's until they, until they mentioned it to me at a cool hurricane. So I started coming down there, and that's when I started to witness what was going on. So some of the same faces I saw at the cool hurricane was coming right down there. El Dorado Mike, the nigga twins, Clark, Sasa. Um, Trixie, I was seeing a little bit of everybody coming down there. And they was competing against some of the cats that was living down over there on the east side. Okay. Uh, what about what about uh, DJ Hollywood as far as uh, hip hop? No, I'm gonna tell you something. To me, Hollywood have a twist of hip hop. When I say a twist of hip hop, he came up more in a like on B soul class of itself because he emerged from the catch. See, you gotta understand. In Harlem, it's all about the the the, the um the style. The, 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 uh, hustle and, and, and the notion of all what was going on built in one. So, you know, you're around the chicks that want to be around the R&B and some of the early disco era, you know, and some of the soul classics. So Hollywood was playing all that. Now, when it came to him being artistic on a microphone, he became more like, in my opinion, a crowd participator, a party rocker. Mm. And then from there, I know, not know what year he wound up coming up in the Bronx to 371, but I know he brought it from down there. Now, I never went to none of Hollywood affairs. I admit that. But everybody was always telling me because when they knew I was going up in the Bronx to all the affairs, they was always saying, well, how come you don't be down here with us? Man, you know, Hollywood's doing here, doing that. I think at that time, Hollywood used to be over on the east side on 125th at a place called A Bunch of Grapes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the Celebrity Club. Yeah, right by yeah, right off the black uh, about a couple block or two up from the celebrity club. Yeah, it was before three seventy one. Yeah, yeah, because I think the celebrity club was what right off of Madison Avenue. I think. I think it was right off of there. I remember across the street from there was a house of wax. That's that record shop. And then you go on between Park and um, Lexington was where a bunch of grapes was at. So I know he was over there, but you know, once again, you have to be dressed a certain way. Mm-hmm. You have to be, you know, a certain age, you know. And there was other spots that was up and down Harlem too, you know. Even though it was the older crowd was dying out, going to places like Big Real Small Paradise and Twenty Two West, and um, I forgot that well-known spot that used to be on a in on her twenty fifth on the West Side. You Jagazies, know, maybe. Excuse me, Jagazies. Well, Jagazi is on 116th Street. No, I uh, forgot the name of the spot. It was right. It was right next to Charles Gallery, the gallery. Uh, it was right next to the um vet sporting good um sporting good shop. That's Charles Gallery. Charles Gallery, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell so me that Charles- that that's a good thing, uh, uh, Red, 
what were some of the spots in Manhattan and Harlem? Because I think, you know, one of the things that you said that I think was really important, Hollywood, and I always tell people this, Hollywood, and, and no doubt Hollywood was an innovator, a pioneer, especially on the microphone and the rap game, but he did not play for a hip-hop audience, you know? And like no, you said- he played more for the shakers and the movers who, into, who was into the, like you would say today, the swag, listen to the style, record according to what the game was, where you being amongst all the hustlers. So, you know, you being around all the hustlers that, you know, making their moves, making money and everything, and being stylish, you know, what they going to be more immune to? The R&B, the funk, the soul, and the early disco. Right. Okay. Okay. So, 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 you know, that was the whole appeal of bringing downtown, uptown, and bringing that whole vibe right there. And that really it took that and brought it up to the Bronx to 371. Oh, man, yo, Red, man, you know, man, you know, I love you, man. I appreciate you, man. And I'm mm-hmm. going to be reaching out to you time and time as this podcast get big, man. You know, you my man. You Red, one of them cats that could walk through a room full of vultures, man. And don't even be touched. He's just cool like that. Walk through the raindrops and not get wet. There That's red. That's right. That's red. We oh, got to do this man. again, my brother. We got to do this hey. again. Respect and much love to both y'all, man. You know I love y'all to death. My Listen, man. Red, can you, can you just do me one favor? One What's favor. That? Can you do it for me one time? Okay, can you do it for me one time? Let me see if I can fix it. Uh, oh. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> yes. My man. Yes. The legendary cool DJ Red Alert. Peace. What love, y'all? Peace. Everybody in the street, in the street, get down to the fucking beat. Welcome back, welcome back, fam. Welcome yes, yes, back. Yes. Hey, yo, Charlie Rock, man, look what somebody just texted me, hey, man. Wait, hold on, what's that? Oh, hold up, hold up. We ain't here from my man. That's what they say. TK the wine connoisseur. They want to hear TK. Yo, right. yo, yo. I got that wine of the week for you guys. Now, everybody loves that Mr. Big's wines, but I got something different. Mr. Big's and Sons got 31 different types of wines. So this wine is called a Novacento 23. The grapes is a Merlot, so it's like a red wine. The region is from Italy. It's, it's, it's Italy, from Viento, Italy. And then the food pairing is we get up some beef, some pasta. Some people might like deer. I don't know. But that's some good That's some good wine. You should go out and try it. All right, all right. All right. What's the name of that wine again, man? That Noviciento 23. Okay. Damn, okay. I can't even say that. I mean, you think that shit <laughs> rolled off like your lips like you really tiny, some boy. <laughs> That's why he's TK the connoisseur. You know? <laughs> that, that's exactly why. And where can he get it? That's that's a question. Where can he get it? Oh man, he go into uh, going to the website, mrbigswines.com. Or oh, what's your website, TK? My website is mrbigsandsons.com. Or you can go into my Instagram, mrbigsandsons. My Twitter, mrbigsandsonscorp. Come, you them go check me out. Okay, don't you ever forget every week to check out. TK, the wine connoisseur with the wine of the week right here on uh, Mr. Big, Soul Sonic Big's Let's Talk Hip Hop. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, Charlie, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
This was a big week, man. This was a big week. How was your week overall, man? You know, my week was good. I'm doing a lot of things, you know, aside from this whole podcast thing, I actually have to, you know, make a living, you know what I mean? So so I, I do some other things as director of a program, and we just got awarded a brand new contract, doing some stuff, doing some abstinence education. So I'm kind of busy with that, you know, because when you're working on the budgets and everything, they get real, real, uh, you know, retentive, yes, if sir. you know what I mean. Yes, and yes. so it's like, no, that's not right. No, that's not right. You said this was 1500 This is $1,493. It's only seven. I don't care. I want to hear about it. I want to, you know, so it gets, it gets a little exasperating at times. But, you know, at the end of the day... It, it, it's a good feeling knowing that you wrote something and you were able to produce something out of it. So it's been a busy week for me. Busy they, week for me. Should, what about you, brother? They should put some of that um, budget in Mr. Big's wines, man. Oh, I right, listen, I'll they let them know. They can buy some of that wine. Hey, listen, I'll let them know. You know when they got the wine and cheese party? You know what I'm talking about? Hey, hey, yeah, hey, I'm going to hey. tell them, like, hey, 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 hey. You know, why don't you check out some of this Mr. Big's wine? You know, best, it's your next cheese celebration. Oh, man, the best wine on the planet, man. Best wine on the planet, yes, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, Get sir. Get that wine. But, man, it was it was, it was was great talking with uh, Brother Red. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's always great talking about hip-hop, man. You know what I'm saying? And and what we doing, man, we, hey, we going to put a timeline on this thing, man. We gonna, After we find that time, we just going to run with it. Yeah. You know, we still got a whole lot of people that was at those parties that we we going to call. I'm going to call personally and, and, and have them speak, have them tell us what they was doing at that time. You know what I'm saying? What they was doing when this record came on. You know absolutely, absolutely. I want to hear your story. I want to hear everybody's story from back in the days. I think that's really important for the audience to know. That, you know, I know you hear the names Cool DJ Red Alert, one of the pioneers of hip hop, MC Debbie D, the hip hop matriarch from um, Us Girls in the movie Beach Street. But what we're also talking about is those people that maybe nobody knows about because the reality is that's the people we want to hear from. We want to hear about your experiences at the party and, and you know, how you might have sn- had to sneak out the back door to get to the party, how your mama came looking for you because you wasn't even supposed to be there. All those kind of things because those are the stories that really make hip-hop what it is. Hey, you're talking about one thing that's always been... When you first smelled dust at one of them damn parties, what you Hold thought on. that shit was, man? Okay, I'm not going to talk a lot about my whole dust experience <laughs> oh, Lord. I But wanna... you know, uh, listen, uh, you know, we had a lot of things going on back in the day, in the early days of hip-hop, and, you know, as young kids experimenting. You got to remember, we were 14, 15, 16 years old at that right, time. Right. And, of course, probably like any other teenager, we were experiencing a lot of different things. And, and I'm really blessed that I'm actually here to talk to you with some semblance of sense and intelligence after all some of the craziness that we used to do back in the day, you and, know? And the first time I saw it, like, I smelled it, I'm like, yo, this is some nasty shit, man. But then I saw this girl. She was gorgeous. She was from uptown here. Okay. And a long, pretty head, pretty, but she was dusted. She was like, let me off the world. Let me off the world. I know who you're talking about, too. I ain't going to say her name, but I'm I know exactly who she, you're talking about. Pretty light-skinned girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. And a couple of guys, wanted to, we was in Bronx River Center, yeah. and they wanted to take her down the ramp. I said, man, I will break your face Yeah, if yeah. you think about taking that girl somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of young ladies got taken advantage. A lot of brothers, too, believe it or not. Not sexually, necessarily, but a lot of young ladies, a lot of young men got taken advantage of that dust thing. My first experience with it was, you know, people told my angel, I was actually standing on the steps of school, you know, and, and one of my homeboys, he took a puff of the, the leaky leak, as the we leaky used to call leak. it, the leaky leak, the leak, the lethal. And 
he stood there and he said, I can see through my head. <laughs> now, anyone with common sense would have probably heard that yeah, yeah, and yeah. said, let me leave this alone. Right. You know? Right. But probably being a young, dumb kid, I said, wow, I really got to check that out. Yeah, I want to see if I can see through my hand, too. <laughs> so I had my experiences with that. Now, you know, blessings, man, blessings that, you know, I, I, I've been clean and serene for many, 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 many years, like yeah, almost three great, decades. Man. That's beautiful. That's you beautiful. know what I mean? And, and, and it's important to understand a lot of the brothers who are pioneers, you know, who are no longer with us, a lot of them fell victim to, you know, a lot of the culture and the lifestyle and particularly the drug culture, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Well, for us, it was sex, drugs, and hip hop. Right. And so, you know, a lot of people fell victim to that. So I always count my blessings where that's, that's concerned. I, I, I'm honest about it, but I'm honest about it also from the sense that I don't want younger people who are coming behind us. You know, I'm an older man now. We're older people now. And we are the people who our parents were talking to us exactly. 40 years ago exactly. and now I'm that and I'm like trying to let you know I'm sharing my experience in the hopes that you won't do it because there's always a new something there's always, there's always a new something and, and but all, all in the walls and halls and tunnels of hip hop man we've been through it yes you know we, we've been through it you know we're not gonna tell you something that we didn't experience absolutely you know so we try to set these young brothers mind right but at the end of the day man they you could just say, yo, don't walk down that block, man. There's, there's four mines at the corner of that block. You're yep. going to blow a leg off, man. Just don't walk down that block. If you continue <laughs> to walk down that block, hey, there's nothing and, I can tell you, man. And, I did my job. Yeah, and you know, there's always going to be somebody. I, and I know this. I work with teenagers. I'm, as I've told you, I'm director of some programs. And I work with adolescents. And I always know, you know, Mr. Biz, like you said, the landmine thing. There's always going to be that one teen who says... Yeah, I know it's down there, but I can get by it. And they're going to try it. And I know they're going to try it. And I hope you come out the other end, you know, safely, a little bruised, but not too banged not up where you bad. can't come back. You and know what I mean? Is, and that's just all hip hop, man. Yes, just it doing, is. Just doing your own thing, man. And just, yes, it is. Like, like Red said, man, just something from nothing, man. Like we was just on a whole different wave. We couldn't tell us nothing. You that's know what right. I'm saying? We couldn't tell us shit. That's right. We had to try it. That was hip hop, man. Absolutely. That was hip hop. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'm ready to hear something fly. You know, I'm ready to hear some old school hip hop. You know, a B-boy jam. That's what I really want to close out with, Mr. Biggs. I want to hear me a B-boy jam. Oh, man. Let's close out with a B-boy jam, man. Till next week, people. Peace and love. Oh, oh Mr. Biggs, he, he, oh, he did it for us, man. Yeah. Get it for Corazon, creative source. Yes, indeed. Hey, yo, Mr. Biggs, you know, this song is by creative source, right? But you know who the original person who wrote it was? Carol King. Carol King. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. A lot of people don't know that. How many of y'all knew that? <laughs> oh, this is my part right here. This, the, this is the go-off part right here, Mr. Biggs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my jam, Mr. Biggs. That's my jam. That's my jam. Listen up. I, I guess it's, it's about that time to get on out of here. I think it's about that time to get out of here. Okay, okay. Listen, you know, for myself, uh, Zulu King, Charlie Rock, my man, Mr. Big, TK, the wine connoisseur. I guess we'll see you next week. Yo, who we had on the show today? Oh, 
Oh, the coolest legend, cool DJ Red Alert. Who's that? One of the legends and pioneers of hip hop, one of the first hip hop DJs on the air. And next week, man, I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to holler at a, a party goer. I'm going to holler at a party goer next week. I want to hear your story. That's right. I'm going to let this thing jump off like my man Busy B always say. Got it jumping off like suicide. <laughs> That's somebody we got to get on the show one day. Oh, though. for sure. My for man, sure. the Busy B. Okay? The Busy B star skin. This podcast was brought to you by Mr. Big's Wine. Also brought to you by Mr. Big's and Sons Distribution. Pick up that Mr. Big's Wines at the neighborhood wine stores. And if they don't have it, tell them I want my Mr. Big's Wine. You can go to MrBigsWines.com. All the stores are listed right there. And yo, Keisha, tell them what distribution, man. What's that? Mr. Biggs and um, Sons Distribution. You can go on my Instagram with Mr. Biggs and Sons and my Twitter is Mr. Biggs and Sons as well. And you can right. follow me on Instagram. Mr. Biggs 73. Okay. Oh, 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 don't forget now. They got to follow us too on Facebook and Instagram. Soul Sonic Big Let's Talk Hip Hop now. You got to follow them there too. That's right. And you know what? I'll be looking to hear from y'all next week, man. Enjoy your week. Don't let nothing get you down. Don't let nobody stop you. Do what you gotta do. Stay strong. Stay safe. All right, now. Peace and love. Peace and love. Oh, Sonic Biggs with Let's Talk Hip Hop.